You're listening to a podcast from Every Nation Canberra. In this special fifth anniversary church message, Pastor Joe Sula describes what it means to live a life that flourishes under the care, love, and direction of Jesus Christ. Hello, everyone. It's good to see all of you today. Good to be back. Most of you might have been wondering. We've been sort of out of sight for the past four gatherings. Dean and I are back from a sabbatical. We completely turned ourselves off from anything or anyone related to ministry because we really felt that we needed the time to reconnect with one another and reconnect with God. So when we started our ministry eight years ago, this was in, in Bonner, we didn't know that God had a greater calling for us to plant an every nation church here in Canberra. Honestly, we haven't had any break since we started the church eight years ago. And people who know us quite well can attest to that. I sort of, we sort of found ourselves like Martha. You know the story of Martha and Mary? Like we became so busy doing work for the Lord. And we missed out on those merry moments when you could just sit at the feet of Jesus and just rest in Him. Speaking for myself, I knew I worked hard for the Lord. I knew I was supposed to do all of these things that I'm doing. But in the middle of all this business, you know what I missed? I felt I lost my intimacy with the Lord. And many of us just get too busy with so many things in life that we don't get to rest in the Lord. The danger when we don't get to rest in the Lord is this. Church becomes a chore. You get burdened by what you do in the church. And the concept of Christianity is just diminished to a set of rules, a set of to-dos, a set of activities and disciplines that you have to follow because you are a follower of Jesus. You know, our relationship with Jesus becomes an occasional go-to place when it should be where our life would revolve around. It should be where everything starts and everything that we do comes from an overflow of that relationship with Jesus. If we miss out on this intimacy with Jesus, it will take a toll on us, on our marriages, on our families, on our relationships with others. We didn't go anywhere. We just stayed there, unfortunately, because of what's happening around. We just celebrated moments, not just being together, but moments of being present with one another. So we, we spent time together. We went to Ovulu Nishi Hotel for the weekend. It was really beautiful and nice. And we started doing our devotional together. We, don't, we haven't done it really on a, on a regular basis. We're doing it now regularly. And we spent time doing things together. You know how being loves plants. So the whole vacation, we, we spent it creating that little sanctuary for her, for her beloved indoor plants. So, you know, it's, it's exciting when you get to do something with your spouse. We get to miss that because we're too busy with so many things. And we never missed out on spending time with family. Where family became, uh, becomes a, a safe place for us to, to be vulnerable and yet feel safe. Where we can be ourselves and still be loved uh, just the way we are. What I have learned in all is this. No amount of success in my ministry, in my career, in everything that I do can compensate for the insufficiency of my relationship with Jesus or failure in my family 
or failure in my marriage. Remember that. No amount of success in your life can compensate if you fail in your relationship with God, if you fail in your relationship with your spouse, if you fail your family. So today we are celebrating our fifth year, and we're so grateful and thankful. Let's give God a big praise. And let's just start with a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us together today. Celebrate five years of your faithfulness and goodness in our lives. We wouldn't have made this far on our own. May we always love you with our heart, with our mind, and with our soul. And may we continue to love, encourage, and support one another. And may your will be done in your church and in each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Can you say, how are you to the person beside you? And can you respond? Most of the time we would say, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm well. Ayos lang. Okay naman. Muy bien. Right? Have you ever heard someone say, when you ask them how they are, well, you know what? I'm flourishing. It's kind of awkward to hear that, right? Tell, how are you? Well, I'm flourishing, right? We mostly associate flourishing with, with plants and trees, right? And for a lot of people, when they say they're flourishing, it means they're on top of their game, they're making a lot of money, they're driving a nice car, they probably just moved into a new house with a pool at the back, or just they know they just have money in the bank and they don't have to worry about what most of us worry about, right? But... You know, in the Bible, there is a flourishing that is completely different from the kind of flourishing that the world tells us. And we read this in the book of Psalms, chapter 92, verses 12 to 14, which I'd like to share with you. It says, The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Verse 12 says, Those who are in Christ are like trees, but not like any other trees. Those who are in Christ flourish like the palm tree and the cedar of Lebanon. Why do you think that our life was compared to a palm tree or the cedar of Lebanon? Here's the thing about palm trees. They survive more than a hundred years, right? And their leaves, as you all know that, remain green regardless of the season. Even in the fiercest of storms, the palm tree will stay rooted on the ground. When strong winds have already devastated everything around it, the palm tree survives. Why? Because it bends itself almost parallel to the ground and then goes back up again. After, it will rise up again. And the palm tree is the epitome of resilience, right? They can even survive salt water conditions. Do you ever wonder why palm trees go beside, uh, grow alongside the beaches? They actually, fil the roots actually filter out 90% of the salt before it gets into the tree. They're nature's own desalination plant. The palm tree flourishes in extreme weather conditions. Some species of palm trees can even grow and thrive 
in sub-zero temperature. Verse 12 says, those who are in Christ are like cedar in Lebanon. The mountains of Lebanon used to be covered with cedar trees. Some of the cedars in Lebanon, which are still there now, have been there for the past 5,000 years. And there's even a place in Lebanon called the Cedar of God. Just like the palm tree, they too survive harsh environmental conditions. They are a symbol of strength. Resilience and strength. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Verse 13 says, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. The Hebrew word from which this, this house was taken from doesn't refer to a physical building. House in this context of the verse means family. So if we read it, it goes, being planted in the family of the Lord, you shall flourish and bear fruit. Being planted in the house of the Lord, it doesn't mean you here going to church. Remember, being planted in the house of the Lord means you're a fervent follower of Jesus Christ, a worshiper of our Lord. Our daily fellowship with the God, our daily fellowship with one another, that's what it means by being planted in the house of the Lord. So whether you flourish or not, it's not dependent on your circumstance. It's dependent on where you are planted. Verse 14 promises that if you are planted in the family of God, you will become fruitful and will bless other people. It says, they shall bear fruit in their old age. They shall remain fresh, and they shall remain flourishing. If you are in Christ, you are existing for the purpose of producing fruit. God has given each and every one of us a gift, and we should use this gift to serve others, to bless others, and to glorify God. The way we discover the fulfillment of our goals and gifts is by living it out in the context of a community, in the context of a church family. These verses talk about flourishing, but I don't know if you notice something. We have missed out on one important thing. Verse 13 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord, in the family of the Lord, shall flourish, which simply means if you are not planted, you will not flourish. We need to recognize that our life is like a seed. So much potential. But the sad fact is, many of us just, we choose to remain a seed. We refuse to be planted in the family of God. Many Christians I know, have just reduced their religion to just a set of activities and must-dos. You know, something to tick the box because that's what's expected of them. It makes me sad to think that many of us, we pat ourselves in the back if we complete our Saturday or Sunday attendance in church on a weekly basis. We feel good about ourselves because we've done it. I want to tell you, 
The devil doesn't mind if you come to church. He doesn't mind if you sit there. You know why? He doesn't have any problem with the seed. The devil worries when the seed becomes planted. Because when the seed is planted, it becomes a gross root, it flourishes, it bears fruit. That's what he doesn't want to happen. The devil doesn't mind if you come to church for as long as you're disconnected, for as long as you're isolated. Because when you're isolated, you're an easy target. Don't feel good that you're sitting here today because the devil doesn't mind if you're here. You can be here, your mind is somewhere else. You can be here just a weekend, and on the rest of the week, you're, you're a totally different person. Going to church is not the same as being planted. You can be here week after week after week after week, but you can still remain a seed, dormant and unproductive. What the devil doesn't want to happen is for you to be planted in the family, in the house of the Lord. God's highest calling for us is not to come to church. God's highest calling for us is to imitate Christ, to live like Jesus. God's calling for us is not something that we do. It is some place that we are supposed to be. When you are planted in the family of God, you grow, you bear fruit. If you want to flourish in the biblical sense of the word and flourish like the palm tree in the cedar of Lebanon, you have to stop doing church and start being the church, using our gifts to serve and bless others. You know, a seed can remain dormant for a very long time can even outlast us. Some seeds dug from archaeological sites have been there for the past 2,000 years, and they still germinate in the right conditions. You can spend your entire life being a seed and just stay locked up in your own sacred space. Or you can be planted in the family of God, flourish in the community of believers where you can thrive grow and use your gifts to be a blessing to other people. If we are honest, let's admit that this is the question we ask ourselves every week. Remember, church is not a destination we attend. It is a posture that we take as a Christian. Church is who we are. If you are a breathing, living human being, you don't say, do I eat today or do I breathe today? Right? If you are really a genuine follower of Christ, you don't ask yourself this question. Am I going to church today? Why? Because if you are in Christ, you are already planted in the family of God. You are already the church. You are the church. Person A typically comes to church every week, religiously. He would sit somewhere at the back or an inconspicuous space, raises his hand in worship, participates in the communion, but he doesn't connect with anyone. 
He's not emotionally involved in any ministry. I mean, he's just emotionally disconnected from everything. He's the ninja attender. You see him now? And he's gone by the time the last song is played. All right? Person A is saved, but he's not flourishing. Person B comes to church, maybe not as often. He experiences the same joy and love that he experienced. Person A experiences in Christ. But what's the difference? Person B deliberately creates connections within the church. He develops some relationships. He gets planted in the family of the Lord. And someone is praying for him. And then sometimes he prays for somebody else. And then he realizes that he has gifts that God has given him that he can use to bless others and make a difference in the lives of the people around him. They volunteer in church. They get themselves involved in different ministries. They grow and they flourish. And you know what happens when this is the kind of mindset you have? The church doesn't become a destination. It doesn't become a destination that we go to or an event that we attend. It becomes an identity that we embrace as followers of Jesus. When we get planted in the family of God, storms will still come. You will still get disappointed. People will, will treat you badly. You will get discouraged. You will lose your job. There will be problems in your family. You will face setbacks. You will face discouragement and really, really dark and cold moments of your life. When this time comes, you know that you are not alone because you are a part of the family of God. You can run to people who can pray for you, encourage you, and you know that you are deeply rooted in the love and fear of Jesus Christ. That's when you are planted. When you are planted, you become resilient and strong regardless of what happens in your life. Just like the palm, the palm tree and the cedar of Lebanon. You will flourish regardless of the season that you are in and your leaves will remain green. You will never run dry. God will always provide for whatever you need at the perfect time when you need it. When you are planted, you will bear fruit. What are the fruit that we are talking about here? The fruit of the Holy Spirit. When you are planted in the family of God, your life revolves around this great love that just overflows from who you are. There is peace regardless of the chaos around you. There is joy even if you do not have money, even if you have a lot of things to do and you have a lot of things to worry about. You remain kind and, and good to people around you. You are patient with your spouse, with your children, with your coworkers, with your boss. And there's this faithfulness that just overflows in your, in your relationship with God. And there's this gentleness and kindness. The fruit of the Holy Spirit becomes evident in your life. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, patience, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Isn't that beautiful? And that only happens when you get planted. Right? There is no perfect church. We are far from it. And maybe you like a church that has a 
more vibrant worship service or a better Sunday school or a better kids' church or maybe a church that has a youth service. If you cannot plug in here, then please get planted in some other Christian church because you are designed to be planted. God wants to bless you, and that can only happen if you are planted, rooted in Jesus so you can grow, flourish, and bear fruit. Remember, only a seed that is planted will grow. You go to Bunnings, there's a section there of seeds. They've been there for years. They're just there, dormant. So I want to challenge you today. Are you willing to get planted? Really? Are you really? It will take some sort of effort and sacrifice on your part. When you get planted, the first thing that will happen, you'll be in darkness. When you put a seed in the ground, it doesn't see anything. It's dark and cold and lonely. But you have to go through that. That's part of the process. One day, in God's perfect time, you will start to sprout. And leaves will come out. And you'll grow to be a strong tree, resilient, and strong under the worst conditions life could offer. Or you could just remain a seed forever. Dormant, uncaring, self-absorbed, unproductive. Lacking in fruitfulness. The choice is yours to make. Can we have the worship team front, please? Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and they will continue to flourish for the rest of their lives. Let's all stand and pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we pray that you would help us see that if Jesus is the Lord of our life, then we will be planted in your family, that we will belong, okay. that we will intentionally be part of a community. And that we will bear fruit and we will be using these this gifts that you've given us to make a difference in the world that we live in. And Lord, I pray that whether it's here or some other great church here in Canberra, that Lord, you will help us be planted in your family so we could flourish and glorify you in everything that we do. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's continue to worship. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more podcasts and for more information on Every Nation Canberra, please visit everynationcanberra.org. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanberra and on Instagram at instagram.com slash encanberra. We meet every Saturday at 104 The Valley Avenue, Gungalan. Would you like to be connected to a tag group? Email us at everynationcanberra at gmail.com.